Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now for our story. Oh, my baby, my baby. What have I done to you? Can you ever forgive me? You must never know. Thank heavens you're too little to realize. I didn't think it would be like this. I thought you'd have the best of everything. Security and happiness. Oh, but I was wrong. You don't have the home that the father kid promised you. She doesn't even love you. Never mind, baby. I'll make it up to you. I'll make it up. Jesse Calvert stood by the French windows in Ben Calvert's house on 11th Street looking out at the young woman from California who was there. The young woman who said she was a friend of Kit's. Jessie watched as the woman bent over the crib, held the child in her arms. She was rather intense, Jessie thought. The very way she held the child to her showed a depth of feeling. It was odd Kit had never mentioned her. But then, Ben Calvert's daughter seemed very touchy generally on the subject of what she'd done in California, the people she'd known there. It was only by accident that Jesse had discovered the fact of Paul Cromwell's having lived next door to Kit at Malibu, outside of Los Angeles. There was something queer about the whole thing. Jesse would have liked to question this attractive young woman, but Mrs. Fenner had been so reticent. There was an expression of hurt, of sorrow in her dark eyes, which made Jesse hesitate. With a sigh, Jesse went over to her desk, became absorbed in straightening out the accounts on which she'd been working, so she didn't hear the front door close nor Kit's footsteps in the hall. Well, Jessie, you're looking very industrious. Oh, Kit, what's the matter? Do I scare you? Oh, I didn't hear you come in. You startled me. Sure you haven't a guilty conscience about something? And why should I have a guilty conscience? <laughs> well, when people jump as you did... Look, Kit, if anyone's been jumpy in this house lately, it's you. For months now, you've been barely civil. So don't try to cover up by accusing other people. I assure you, I have nothing on my conscience. Are you implying that I have something on mine? Oh, good Lord, you're simply impossible lately. You pounce on the slightest thing I say. I realize your pride's taken quite a beating, but even so, you really ought to try and control your temper, Kit. My temper? Shh, there's no need to shout. Your friend will... My friend? What are you talking about? What friend? Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to tell you when you came in, but you put the whole thing right out of my head. Well, well, who is it? Oh, that friend of yours in California. From California? Oh, she said she was a good friend of yours. Mrs. Fenner. What? Did you say Fenner? Why, yes, Mrs. Fenner. Rather pleasant little thing. We had quite a chat. Where is she, Jessie? Oh, my goodness, you don't seem very pleased. Why, I thought you'd be delighted. Where is she? Oh, she's out on the terrace with the baby. You left her out there with the baby? Well, why not? My goodness, she's not going to eat him. I think she's a frustrated mother at heart. You just can't be trusted, can you, Jenny? I'll leave the house for an hour. Oh, for heaven's sake, Kit, what's the matter? Well, Lisa. Hello, Kit. This is quite a surprise. 
Hadn't you better put the baby down, Lisa? I wouldn't want my son to catch cold. Your son? Yes. My son. All right. I'll put him down. Yeah. That's better. For a moment when I came out here, you looked as if you were on the verge of doing something very foolish, Lisa. Very foolish indeed. I don't know what you mean. Oh, don't you? I'm sorry, but I don't believe you. I know very well what was going on in that little head of yours. You see, Paul told me. Kid, we've got What to... do you think of my child, Lisa? My son. Oh, don't tell me you aren't properly impressed with my offspring. Everyone else thinks he's quite wonderful. He is wonderful. He's a beautiful baby. Well, that's more like it. For a moment, I was afraid you didn't appreciate him. And you know what a mother's pride is, Lisa. Oh, stop it, Kit, stop it. What's the matter? Now I see you for what you really are, hard and cruel. That was what I thought at Malibu in the beginning, and I was right. If only I'd realized in time. Look, Lisa, this is absolutely pointless and ridiculous. It was very silly of you coming down here. Silly, Kit, that I came to see my own baby. After I of found out... Of course it was. Why torture yourself for nothing? Get yourself all worked up. It won't change anything. Frankly, I can't imagine why you came. I don't believe you. You must have known I would after Paul's visit. After he found out... So Paul told you. I can imagine what he said. Yes, Lisa, it crossed my mind that this might happen. But then I told myself you'd have better sense. You mean you'd hoped I'd be afraid to come? Not at all. You've nothing to be afraid of. But to come rushing down here, put yourself in a false position... Kit, I'm not the one who's in a false position. Well, surely you don't think I am. Well, that's absurd, Lisa. Here I am, a married woman, in my own house, bringing up my son. You come rushing in where you've no right to be... Making a lot of hysterical accusations. I have no right. Kit, you tricked me before in California with the same methods you're trying to use now. Putting me in the wrong when I've done nothing wrong. Making me feel guilty because I questioned you about Paul. I tricked you. Tricked me, yes. All the time you were planning what you were going to do. Planning to take my baby away from me. Paul told me all about it, everything. I know you now, Kit. You'll never be able to deceive me again. Oh, Oh, hello, Mrs. Mead. I didn't know you'd come back. I've been here some time, Miss Thorndyke. I was rather surprised to find you'd left the baby out here alone. But I, I didn't leave him alone, Mrs. Mead. Mrs. Fenner was with him. I've only been gone a few minutes. I went up to warm his bottle. How did you two get along while I was away? Very nicely, Miss Thorndyke. You certainly made a hit with him, Mrs. Fenner. Look, he's reaching out his arms to Lisa, you. Lisa, I think we'd better go in. Miss Thorndyke's going to give the baby his bottle and we don't disturb him while he's being fed. Oh, it'll be all right, Mrs. Mead, if you talk quietly. I'd prefer not to have him disturbed. Come along, Lisa. Goodbye, Miss Thorndyke. And thank you. Goodbye, Mrs. Fenner. Now, Lisa, let's get this settled once and for all. You made a mistake coming here, and I'm sure you see it yourself by now. However, now that the damage is done, now that you've succeeded in getting yourself all worked up for nothing, we'll just have to make the best of it. At least you've seen the child. Know that he's well taken care of. No, Kit. You can't get rid of me so easily. Not anymore. No, I'm not trying to get rid of you. I'm merely pointing out that you've put yourself to a lot of trouble for nothing. It wasn't for nothing, Kit. I had a good reason for coming here. Oh, I suppose it seemed that way to you. 
Knowing your tendency to dramatize things, I might have foreseen that your emotions would get the better of you. But since you've made up your mind to give up your baby of your own accord, I did hope that you'd have the honor to keep your end of the bargain. How can you talk about honor, Kit? You've broken every single promise you made to Paul as well as to me. If I were you, I wouldn't worry too much about Paul, Lisa. Perhaps he didn't tell you the whole story. Paul told me everything. I know how you planned this together. What a fool you made of me. Now, I suppose you've forgiven Paul, but... Paul Cromwell isn't important now. He just doesn't matter. Only one thing matters to me now, Kit. My child. Oh, good Lord. I thought when I left California I had the last of these scenes of yours, Lisa. All the tears and accusations. Why can't you face things? Nobody's taken advantage of you. Everything that happened is on your own head. If you're not satisfied with the results, there's nothing I can do about it. Oh, yes, there is, Kit. Well, I don't know what idea you have in that funny little mind of yours, but I do know that the baby is getting the best of care, as you can see. He's healthy, well-fed. That's not enough. Not enough? No, Kit. Well, it seems to me you're taking a very strange tone, Lisa, considering our respective positions in this thing. Coming down here, complaining about heaven knows what. I'm not here to complain, Kit. I have a much better reason. Well, whatever your reason is, it's certainly very foolish. Everything's been going smoothly. And now you've simply managed to upset yourself. I'm upset, all right. Of course you are. Uh, that's just what I mean. Kit Mead, I've come to take my son away. Well, Kit, those are the words you feared to hear ever since Jesse told you that Lisa Fenner was in the house. It looks as if the moment has finally come when you can no longer forestall the inevitable. When you can no longer delay discovery of the fact that you virtually stole another woman's child. That the baby your father is so proud of is not his grandchild as you led him to believe. When Ben knows that, Kit, you'll be completely alone at last. For if he knew the truth, Ben's pride would never let him forgive you. <laughs> 